Welcome back to another episode of the RAG Report podcast, my daily bulletin show where I bring to you recruiters, recruitment owners, advisors, suppliers, even investors to the global recruitment industry who are prepared to give up some of their time and and talk about their experience of of COVID-19 and how we're all going to get through this pandemic together. Today, I'm really excited to be joined by someone who's a little bit different than I've had before. So today, I've got Gary Wills on the show. Gary is a, um, he's a fintech practice leader. So he's a senior recruiter in an organization who I can't name for legal reasons today. Um, but he was put on furlough at the beginning of the, 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 the pandemic and has since started a, an initiative called Furlearn, where he's uh, nationwide helping people who are both furloughed and unemployed. Um, with loads of different things. This guy is, he seems to be everywhere right now. He's so busy. Uh, I've been checking him out on LinkedIn, so I'm well excited to find out what the hell is he up to and why is he doing it. Before I do, I want to mention my sponsor, Rise Recruitment Ventures. These guys are a recruitment investment business backed by John Coxon and Elliot, uh, Alex Elliott, who founded and sold Liquid Personnel in 2016 after 10 years of growing it from the ground up. These guys sold for over 20 million and now putting in both investment of capital and time to help the next generation of recruitment owners to scale and exit in a set time frame. So they're looking for the most ambitious out there, typically a partnership, but if you're on your own, you can still have a chat with these guys. And they want to know that one, you've got a, you've got aspirations for a big, big growth and exit. And two, you, you, they want to be confident you get there anyway, but with their help, you're going to get there faster and produce a much better value business. If you sound like the type of person that would want that conversation, Go to rise, www.riserv.co.uk and, uh, and, and request a conversation. We'll get in touch with you very soon. Right, back to the show. Gary, welcome to the RAG Report. Hey, Sean. How are you? I'm all right, mate. Thanks for, thanks for taking the time out of your busy schedule. You are, you are nonstop right now. The busiest guy on furlough in the country, I reckon. Possibly, possibly. But I've got to say, right, yesterday, I woke up a little bit jaded, a bit tired. And on that video of your dog, I just, I just felt like your dog. Yeah, he's, uh, <laughs> Henry's in the other room right now. He, um, I, I, I don't know what, he's, he's a funny one. He, he basically gets up about eight, chills all day, and then he goes loopy in the evening. But if you take him out for a walk, if it's a bit warm like it has been, nah, halfway around I'm carrying him home. And uh, yeah. if I get a little bit of food out, he just he just crawls on two feet. But he's a legend. Um, Gary, first question, mate. Obviously, i giving you a little intro, but... Um, just paint the picture for us. What the hell is your life like right now? Well, I was fellowed like many in mid-April. Um, so I decided pretty much then. Mid-April I, or mid-March? Uh, I think it was, no, it was, actually it was, I think it was the 14th of April. So it was a little bit later on. Um, so I, just, I decided then that uh, I wanted to do something positive. You know, I've done running before. I think you've done a bit. You've done the London Marathon before, sure. No, no. I'm, at the moment, I'm training to run the Marathon, but I'm not. I'm, I'm pretty crap, to be honest. <laughs> well, honest. I've done a little bit of running before, and I could see the lockdown was about to happen. It was about the same sort of time. COVID was really sort of hitting its peak. So I bought a treadmill, um, and I pretty much got it at the right time. I think it was the last day of deliveries for all treadmills across the country. Um, and I set up a little challenge called, um, it was Nightingale, London to Nightingale, Birmingham. So 108 miles on a treadmill in under 10 days, um, wearing loads of different costumes. Uh, and it was just really successful. You know, it went on uh, Lorraine TV show. I woke up yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was on there. It was, it was just insane seeing her say my voice in a, a lovely accent. And um, yeah, it was just great. You know, it was a real did good you, film. Did you raise money as well? Or? You what, sorry? You raise money doing that or? 
Yeah, I raised 6,800 so far for uh, chat, NHS charities together. So, you know what, it was just such a lovely journey because at the beginning of it, it was all co- kind of coinciding. So I had, um, I've just been furloughed, and obviously quite, quite disappointed and gutted at the beginning. Natural feelings, I think, of somebody's worked for so long. Um, and then my cousin's husband got extremely ill with COVID, COVID-19. He, um, yeah, he was basically given about 5% chance to live. Uh, kidney failure, double chest infection, coronavirus, the lot. Uh, and this was just at the very beginning. So Is he an older guy or younger guy? Or? He's 50 years of age. Um, he went in for a knee operation um, a week before and just, yeah, he just caught something. And he, obviously his immune system is at its lowest. And they're blessing. He, uh, he he got extremely, extremely unwell. Um, so I decided to create this run called Running for Reg. Um, every other day, I'd wear a fancy dress costume, and it was really actually one of my first experiences with pushing out social media via Facebook Live and Zoom. Um, and at the end of it, my furlough got extended to the end of uh, to the end of June at that time. And I just thought I need to do something more, and I, I just couldn't work out what it what it was at the time. I had an idea. By the way, how's how's Reg? Oh, mate. Well, uh, yeah, I'll come to that in a second. Actually, um, yeah. So, um, so as I was coming to, to the to the end of this run, I thought I needed to do something new. Um, so the final on the final day of the run, I actually uh, ran it in a um, bright rainbow suit. Right. So half marathon on the treadmill, bright rainbow suit. But the problem was. Um, I'd never used Zoom before, so I got somebody else to sort of host it for me, the Coventry Festival of Running. They got involved. It was insane. But they forgot to lock the room. And um, <laughs> I had two guys just appear in the room. I've got my auntie here. I've got, I've got some ex-clients here. I've got, you know, it's about 40, 50 people on this Zoom watching me running and saying positive things whilst I'm sort of um, pushing out songs and requests and left, right, centre. And we just got the, the room just got hacked, um, and literally there was the most graphic, indecent images, shall we say, being displayed on the page. And all all I heard was my um, my auntie going, "Oh my god, oh my god!" Literally, I was like, "Shut it down, shut it down." So yeah, that was my first kind of uh, experience with technology being yeah. fed out there. That you know, you've really got to make sure you get this locked down and right. Otherwise, yeah, we got it hacked. So I still had like. 10 miles to go on this run and my head was obviously shot all over the place and I just thought right what can I I've got to get back into the zone now so um yeah where were you running is it at home yeah my garage on the treadmill so um so yeah I put it onto Facebook live had a bit of a laugh finished it um and pretty much the same day I finished it Reg started to actually make signs of recovery um so I don't know if you're aware, but how, you know, when somebody's so been hit with it so badly, you know, even brushing your teeth, standing up, it's extremely difficult, you know, and it's, it's a very, very much a, a life-changing incident, you know, once you, you're hit with this badly. So he's still going to go through, he's going through at the moment a massive mental journey. So, and this is one of the reasons why. Is he still in the hospital or is he at home? He's, he's just got home. So in total, he was in the hospital, I think it was five and a half weeks. Right. for five of them. Yeah, it was, it was nasty, you know, um, but it just showed me what strength he had, you know. Yeah, Martin, we lost one of my uncles, he was 65, and he, oh, he went in, yeah, he had cancer treatment, but it was early stage, like really early stage, and they said it was like, 
95% curable, right? And he was, he was in Manchester Royal Infirmary and that's where he caught it. Yeah. Same thing. He went in there, one for a, for a little bit of treatment for a couple of days and never came out. Died about three weeks later. Um, but they, but they would, it was at the point where they wouldn't let my auntie go. So yeah. they, couldn't, they couldn't speak to him. They had to FaceTime him goodbye, which was crazy. And then my mum went to the funeral and there's this like massive church with like 10 people scattered around. Yeah. I think my, my family have like, really struggled after that to just get to grips with the way that he was like not, he wasn't allowed to just, you know, be around his family at the end. The funeral was weird. Like it was really yeah. struggling. So I think whilst there's positive signs out there, when it, when it really hits home, it does hit home. Do you know what I mean? I think what you've done though, to take real positive action on it and, and make no, like make awareness of it is, is brilliant, mate. So many people can't do those things and they're not confident enough to do those things. Well, yeah, listen, I appreciate that, mate. And I think, you know, we all get tackled with, you know, uh, it's sort of, we, I'll talk about it in a bit about mental strength and mental resilience and stuff like that, hence what I'm bringing into this, this Furlearn project. Mm-hmm. Um, but you, we all get affected, you know, and, and we all believe at some points that we don't have the, the, you know, I can never do that. You know, I can never do that. I, probably six months ago, there's no chance I'd be doing this today, you know. So, yes, you know, you, you can. you just got to get the right focus. But, yeah, anyway. So yeah, um, that was pretty much the uh, the, the run, which kind of went uh, pretty well, to be fair. So that, that where did you come up with this like initiative called Fur Learn? Like, where did that start? Um, that was towards the end. So I, I realised that obviously I've worked in recruitment for twenty years. I've got skills, I've got contacts, I've got connections, and I just thought if I can try and bring the best of the best together to help the majority, so people who are going through furlough at the moment. Um, everybody is different in furlough. You know, there's different camps of how how it is. Um, and then tell, me, tell me about those camps. So, what 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 camp do what camps do you see out there? Okay, so you've got like your um, you've got your your camps. I say you've got you work for a small company, and you you're just one or two out of a um, uh, a small group. Should we say that that's furlough? You may be feeling a little bit insecure, a bit anxious. Or you work for, some, let's say, IBM, and there's like 10,000 of you that overnight have just been furloughed. So you're kind of like, okay, it's one of them. It's, you get by. Um, you've also got as well um, employers as well, how they're, how they're working with you and stuff like that. So uh, making sure that you're, you're looked after and treated and things like that. Yeah. So, um, Do you think, like I've thought about this quite a bit, you know, do you think they're... Um... Do you think a lot of people are going to want to go back to their organizations? Like someone said, like, you know, paying the nation to not go to work for a prolonged period of time could affect the appetite of people to go back to work. And uh, some yeah. might be desperate and others might be like, you know, I've got used to this living on a slightly lower income, but just living my own life. Like, no, you sure people I'm, I'm, have motivation. I'm 100% with you. When the, when the, when it was extended, I think, is it to the end of October now? You know, yeah potential limit I was like that's so long away you know that that's just just too much you know it's it's I know it's trying to protect people but it's almost it could be tying a noose around people's necks that if they don't keep active and if they don't do something they could learn that they could lose their skills now I am all for one for you know making sure that you recharge your batteries and everything like that but also I think it's really important that people are actually learning new skills at the moment and maybe doing things that they've never done before. You know, well, Australia, Australia have done it where they, they give you a small amount. I think it's $1,500 a fortnight or something, but you, yeah. you still work. You've got to work a couple of days or whatever. Yeah. And I think, I think the reason they probably haven't 
given people the opportunity to work on furlough is that people would just then abuse it and everyone would jump on furlough, right? So it's trying to, trying to keep some form of hold on it. But at the same time, it is, is a little bit crazy that you can't do any work as well. Like it's just, I don't know. I, I don't, I'm not, I'm not the, I haven't got the answer, but um, I definitely think it's going to be an interesting, you know, early autumn of how, how people on that, like there's, there's loads of talk about employers. I'm spending most of my time chatting to recruitment owners about how they're dealing with it. Mm. That's why I was excited about this because I wanted to hear from you what it's like on the other side. But so you, you, you wanted to pull this all together, you said. You wanted to, yeah. you know, test it a bit. What does that even look like? What is it? Tell us a bit more about what you're actually doing. Yeah, okay. So I, I broke it down initially into six sort of um, sections. Um, I, I don't know, you know Andrew McCaskill, right? Yeah, big mac and cheese, a mate of mine. I love him. Yeah, he's a good guy. And he was kind of like the first one I thought, where, where can people really start? And I thought personal branding. So, um, I ran a session with Andrew um, a couple of weeks ago and it was just like, wow, you know, it just, everybody loved it. I think everybody gained so much from it. Well, I know everybody gained so much from it. Uh, he's a talented boy. Uh, you know, he's got the best suntan as well <laughs> out there. But um, no, he, he, he just really, um, he really just gave people an overview of what you can be doing. You know, even, even the smaller things as well, because not everybody is, is, is uh, confident enough to come on camera like this. So, but there are other traits and other things that you can be doing. So. A quick interruption of the episode to bring to you a message from our second sponsor, which is Odro. Odro, as most of you probably know, is the world's most powerful all-in-one video interview platform for recruiters. Used by thousands of recruiters worldwide and with some of the industry's biggest names amongst its client base, Odro is a video interview platform. It was developed specifically to help agencies increase their revenues. The most innovative solution on the market Odro's software helps recruiters to engage more talent, reduce time to hire, and most importantly, it helps you win business. You'll even get the ROI back from investing in Odro within just 45 days. It's designed to benefit everyone in the process, so from recruiters to clients to candidates, Odro's platform is improving the hiring process one interview at a time. We chose to partner with Odro because we felt like both brands, Hoxo and Odro, were in such a clear alignment in the way that we approach everything we do and how passionate we are about helping this industry grow. If you want to find out more about how Odro can help your agency transform its process and win more business, win exclusivity and drive revenue, then click the link on the podcast notes and every social post that goes out and they will, you will get a call back by one of the Odro guys. They're, they are awesome and I'm sure they'll be able to offer some amazing value to your business. Thanks for listening. Let's get back to the show. You know, even, even the smaller things as well, because not everybody is, is, is uh, confident enough to come on camera like this. So, but there are other traits and other things that you can be doing. So, yeah, I've, I've been saying that for a long time. I mean, I'm running the Personal Brand Training Academy at the minute and video is the thing that everyone's obsessed with and whether they should do it and could do it. And I'm like, do you know what? Go for it. Like, everyone's got the capability to be on video, but if it doesn't feel right and you don't enjoy it and you're not good at it or whatever, like do some like write stuff, like put images yeah. up, like one hundred percent. You know, I'm I put video up because I'm crap at writing. Like I've never ever been a good reader or writer. Like I'm all right, but I wouldn't say it's my strength. Whereas I can confidently talk. I always have been that, so it works for me. Whereas someone, you know, if you're a better communicator in writing, use it. Use what you're good at. Yeah, hundred percent. You know, I had this conversation with somebody who's on furlough at the moment. She said. I, I feel so, uh, you know, I don't, I don't, I'm not confident enough to be able to push these videos out yet. I won't even turn my camera on when I'm on one of your sessions. Well, that's absolutely fine. 
you know, I've just read your post that you've just posted and the, and the written skills you had were absolutely fantastic. So, you know, there's a skill there that you've got. And I don't know if you've noticed as well, Sean, but, you know, free text posts now are getting like so much more coverage than video anyway, because yeah. the way LinkedIn is working is just, as, you know, there's just so much video out there that they literally can't share everything, you know? So I think uh, videos, video does do a slightly different thing. Like people, I think people remember you more for video. They see your face. They kind of, there's a connection with you as an individual. You might not get as much of it. I know a few people on LinkedIn who write really well. They get amazing game, get like engagement because I've never seen them. I don't know. I don't feel like, I feel like there's a bit of a mystique to them. Like there's a bit of, they're a bit mysterious. Do you know what I mean? Whereas putting yourself out there on video is, is, is an extra level of depth. Like it's like meeting someone as opposed to being on the phone. I think it's, that's how I see the value as opposed to just reach. Um, but so the course is the, the, the furlough, as I understand it, then is a you're building a community of people on furlough and you're offering them what is it free Zoom once a week with a different speaker? Like, is that the, the way it works? Yeah, so, so there's last week we had a we had, actually had a couple, so um, I'll, I'll talk through the topics in a second. But I push out and I've got like a furlough group as well, so I'm pushing out content quite frequently, you know, useful tips and advice. Um, last week I had um, because everybody. You know, self-isolation at the moment is, is quite a massive thing. So I managed to get a polar explorer called Mark Wood. Um, he traveled to the North and South Pole. Um, he tried, he attempted Mount Everest. He had some stories to say. I'm finding people that have got some inspiration uh, and offering, you know, tips and techniques as to how to make their, their daily routines maybe a little bit easier because it is a bit lonely at the minute and it is a little bit weird, as, as we know. Um, and that's why I brought... Run the Ambrosio into it as well, and I think I've got a name on again. You know what I'm thinking now, don't you, Gary? What? Why have I not been invited on? Why am I not? Why am I not helping you? I guess. Why, why have you not invited? Me? I've invited you on before you've invited. What's going on? <laughs> Your roommate. Whenever, whenever you want on. You know? uh, to be honest, I wish I had the time right now. I'm all I know, up. I know, I know. But, but, um, yeah. I'm, not, I'm only joking. But just, just seriously though, like, I've mentioned a few of these episodes, and I did a video about this thing I've done called 75 Hard, which is I'm 57 days, I think, today. So yeah. Saturday, the 13th of June, I'll have done 75 days. And every day I've done five things. I've done, I've drank a gallon of water. So you can see I'm on my second half gallon now. Wow. Uh, I've trained twice for 45 minutes at a time. So when I say train, that could be yoga. It could be a walk, but it's two physical 45 minute piece of exercise, yeah. which every day um, I've had no junk food. I've drank no alcohol. So I've had no like crap whatsoever. I've not had a piece of chocolate. I've not opened a packet of a thing. I've cooked everything I've had. I've, I've made a burger and things. I've made chips. I've done things that aren't perfect, but I've loosely kept to a diet that's been brilliant. Um, I've read 10 pages of, an, of a self-improvement or a business book every day. And that's not audio. I'm listening to all biographies anyway, but it's physical book. And I've took a uh, progress photo every day on my phone. So I've, there's five rules every day for 75 days. I'm on day 56, 57, and it's been the best thing, one of the best things I've ever done in my life. It's so simple. Cost jack shit. Running, I've ran in the street. I've been doing press ups. I've been watching Joe Wicks. I'm not. I'm watching this yoga called Sarah Beth Yoga, which if you've not watched it, I thought yoga was really like annoying. But she's it's not, just, it's not the girl off Emmerdale, is it? Nah, she's an American. Um, really, really good though. Like, really explains everything clear, and it just calms your brain the way she speaks. I've watched some yoga and the people just annoy me. Um, but, but seriously, by sticking to something for... I, I, I went into lockdown and the day when Boris... It was the week before official lockdown, the day when like, it went to shit. I think it was Friday the 12th of March or something like that. 
And I, I had a few Guinness that night. I just had a few in the flat and I was like, what the fuck's going on here? I was, look, I had about a hundred calls from clients and people in the market. And I was like, what the fuck's going on? And I'm, I said to myself the next morning, I have to do something here that not like you is in, well, kind of, I said I was going to go daily with the podcast. That was my kind of furlough opportunity. But more than that, I thought I have to give myself the best fucking chance of coming out of this in the best way. And I thought, I'd listened to a podcast a year ago and I thought there's never been a better time to commit to that 75 days because I've always had a reason. I've always had a holiday or a birthday or there was something that was going to interrupt 75 days. Whereas I was like, I, I can't see anything on the horizon. And uh, so it's, I'm trying to turn this negative into a positive. That's what I'm saying. And, it, and it, it, for me, it's been, it's been amazing. Like it, obviously there's loads of shit going on in the world, but from, pers- from a very selfish perspective day to day, I've never felt better in my brain, which is, crazy you know and, and you know what i mirror that as well you know what what this it, it, what i i've created to try and help as many people knowing that it's starting to work and you know um getting the messages that came come through every day it makes me feel amazing you know it makes me feel great like every little thank you or you know really got some value from that it just gives you a little you know i'm not being all soft here but it does make you feel good it makes you feel good inside you know it makes you think that i'm, I'm doing something useful with my time you know, and, and, you know, some of the speakers that I've had have just absolutely wowed me. It's just brought me into a whole new world where I've gone. How many people in the community now? Um, so I've got about 100 and there's been about 145 viewers. I've wow. got a session tomorrow, uh, sorry, Thursday with Rory Coleman. Uh, now this guy's, you know, an inspirational guy to the absolute limit. This guy um, has run over a thousand marathons in his career, right? But... And in 2016, he was paralyzed. And he told himself one morning, no, I'm going to learn how to walk. I'm going to learn how to run again. And then since then, he's run the Marathon Sablers, which I don't know if you know, but it's the, the one in the, uh, in the middle of the desert uh, over, I think, seven or eight days. And it's just insane the amount they have to run in this period of time. So, yeah, he's going to be talking on Thursday about like your inner strength, you know, how you can become... You know, if you think you can't do something, you actually can. You know, if you really put your mind to it, you focus properly, you can do something. So, yeah, I'm really, I'm really delighted on that. And then you were talking about food as well, that you get, in, get involved with your cooking. Well, I will invite you along to something because next week, next Wednesday evening, I've got a, a BBC MasterChef called Simon Reed, yeah. um, And he's going to be doing a live cook-along. So I've got all the ingredients oh, wow. now on the menu. So everybody can cook in their own homes, have a little bit of fun, break up the mundane sort of daily groundhog of, um, yes. Yeah, I'm in, I'm in for that one. Thanks for finally inviting me. Bloody hell. I thought I've been waiting. It's already what, 22 <laughs> minutes into the chat. Fuck's sake. Um, but now that's, so you're getting all these messages. You're getting all, is, is anyone, like anyone who's anyone on furlough or unemployed allowed in, or do you have any criteria as to who can join the, the community? Well, you know what, when it was the, the mental well-being, I don't think you can isolate people who need, you know, um, support. And, I, and then what I would say is as well, as much as this is for predominantly you're furloughed and you're, um, and you're unemployed out of contract, I think anybody who at the minute who is just feeling a little bit lost, you know, I don't really want to like be out of order to anyone and say you, you can't come in. You yeah. know, if you're feeling a little bit lost at the minute, you need a bit of a pick up. Know, maybe you're not getting the support from your manager at work or you're, you're stuck at home on your own you're single or whatever it is yeah please what about if you own a business what about if you're oh, sorry what about if you're a business owner would you let them in 
Well, everybody needs support at times, don't they? Well, that, that, I'll be honest, that's the kind of been the stance I've taken across the... You've done the whole look after the people who are not in employment. I've, I've focused most of my effort on recruitment owners. That's who my audience is. I've yeah. all prioritised. Um, and I genuinely think it's a, it's a very difficult place to be a recruitment owner. And being a business owner in general, like, for the sake of this chat, to be an owner of a business, a recruitment business, that's a sales-orientated organisation in a time like this, I mean, it's a different stress. All right, you've, you, you, you might not be at home on furlough being paid by the government and worried about whether you're coming back, but you're probably worried about whether the whole fucking organization is going to be there. You're probably worried about your mortgage. You're probably worried about your kids. Like, can you then go back to working for somebody else? Like, there's so many thoughts. I don't know. As a business owner, I personally think the mindset, the things that go into your head, the, the responsibility you feel for others is, is so stressful. So if you're prepared to let some of those guys join the community, I think they should. And, and hopefully they're the people that are listening to this episode. Yeah, you, you know what? It's, it's, it's just testing times at the minute. And, you know, nothing's certain. You know, nothing is certain at this moment in time. So I think it's, I see some other people as well that are really doing some great things, you know, out there. And I think like more, the more sort of support and community sort of get together, the better really at the moment, because it is pretty lonely, you know, and the, the amount of people that I speak to each day, you know, that, that they, they need that boost at the minute, you know, whatever it is, you know, there's a really cool guy. Um, I forget his second name. Uh, his name's Sam. And he, he, he set up a couple of people, Furlantia. Right. Uh, so he works with the charities, but he's basically combining a charity and furlough staff together to keep their skills fresh. You know, what a cool idea that is, you know, yeah. so there's people on furlough, but they're still able to actually keep their skills sharp and do things. And I just think, what, well, that's just fantastic. You're going to be keeping your skills sharp, but also feeling amazing because you're helping a charity. Just- what's your day to day like? What, what's an average day in the life of the guy who runs the furlough right now? Yeah, so pretty much mornings are spent with the kids. Um, I'll post something usually first thing in the morning when I wake, I'll create something the night before. Um, I'll post something about what's coming up this week or some interesting, hopefully interesting information. Um, then I'll be with the kids homeschooling, having fun, bike rides till two, three o'clock. My wife finishes work around four. Um, we have meal together, family time together, and then I'll usually start, well, I call it work now. Um, I, I, I just crack on from about six o'clock, put the kids to bed about seven, eight o'clock, and then I'll crack on again until about 11 o'clock. Really? Um, either creating content or looking for people that I think would be interested in maybe joining, maybe in speaking. Yeah, I, I'm, you know, I really want to make this. I've got one shot, so I want to try and make this the best it can be for people. You know, I really, I'm, I'm trying my hardest to try and find a Thursday night where I can get a comedian to um, to do a you know a one hour live slot just to give people some laughter for once. You know, just so we can have a bit of a laugh all together over Zoom. You know, I just think... Well, that's anyone listening who can refer a comedian. I don't think I've got anyone in my locker, but yeah, anyone can get in touch with Gary on that one. Yeah, I really want a known one, ideally. You know, somebody that's really going to... Yeah. People just go, wow, that was really cool. Remember that in lockdown? That was... We had that comedian just sat in our front room. Yeah, <laughs> that would be awesome. Um, what do you think you're, you've learned the most about yourself in this period of time? So you've had a month and a half or so of... of Doing all this, what have you learned about yourself, not about anyone else? About myself, um, definitely more. Uh, very, I think I'm very resilient, um, and there's maybe the skills that I didn't realise I had. Like I said before, I probably wouldn't have done this six months ago. 
Um, I realized that doing kind things means a lot to me as well, um, as cheesy as that sounds. Uh, but I really enjoy, uh, no, I really enjoy doing the, 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 the softer things as well with, with you know, with helping people. Um, and, and, you know, I really hope that at the, at the end of this or whenever that may be, that some people actually get a new position and have had that confidence to be able to do that video interview that at the minute that they're going, oh my God, I can't face a video interview. You know, um, there's so many people in that boat at the moment. You know, it's, yeah, it's I think the, the, the truth is, regardless of what, what anyone wants or hopes, the, the market's going to change. Things are going to change. People's, yeah. The way processes work, the way businesses operate, it's going to change. And yeah, if you're, if you're I mean, I feel like I've been talking about this stuff for three years and been banging on about social and video and branding and like this is all happening. It's, it's accelerated what I reckon would have took a few years to happen in a few months. But, you know, video interviewing will become the norm soon. It will have to yeah. be. And, it, and even even when a vaccine comes, why, why would people travel when they don't have to all the time? Like the, the, you're going to essential travel and essential meetings will always be there. Well, they'll, they'll come back, but non-essential where, you know, first stages and all that, they just won't. And people will, people will, pro I think they'll prioritize their own time better because they'll, they'll be so much more trained in those things. Like they used to waste so much time traveling to things and doing things that didn't add value to their day. And if you've had an opportunity to spend more time with your children or your partner and get things done, you, you're going to struggle to, to give that up when you're so used to it. So, yeah. um, yeah, I agree. I, I really, I think what you're doing is amazing, actually. I think it's genuinely one of the best stories I've heard in the, in, in the whole of the last three months, mate. So oh, keep it up. Um, and I'm not joking, like, um, I would love to be a part of it and, and be, I'd love to just be in the community if possible. Get yeah, me mate. Get I, uh, I feel good. I feel good right now, but, you know, you can never, I don't think you can ever have too much inspiration and too many ideas. So I'll, I'll be a part of it. Well, if you're free on uh, Thursday at 12, I don't know what you're doing. That's when I'm talking to Rory Coleman. He's not, you know, I don't want to, he, he's a business focused guy to be fair. I think uh, I'm, uh, I'm actually on a webinar at 12 on Thursday this I'll week. I'll send you a recording. That's fine. Yeah, send me the recording. Send me the recording. Everyone's like, do these two need to be talking this shit on camera? They'll piss off. <laughs> um, one, uh, one final question I've got for you then. So most of the people listening are an employer of a recruitment business. What advice, knowing what you know now, what advice would you give them all today to help not only protect but to engage the people that are not that if they've got people on furlough um how can they better or yeah better engage and, in, and keep them engaged so that most of the people i'd hope have got the intention of bringing these people back or else they wouldn't have engaged in the scheme in the first place so if they're looking to bring these people back how can they engage better i think you kind of answered it yourself there in some ways the communication you know i think communication just keeping in touch you know, um, I've heard some horror stories that, you know, managers haven't got in contact with their, you know, their, their staff while they're off. You know, it's worrying. You know, how, much is, how much is enough? How much is too much, do you think? Uh, you know, I think um, a fortnightly call just to check in, see how, you, you know, see how you're getting on, let you know what's going on within the business. Um, yeah, you know, I, I think it's very difficult though, Sean, at the moment, because businesses can't give guarantees and, you know, it's caught, you're caught in a, in a very sticky situation that like you can't be reassuring one person, but not the other that you might actually have an intention that actually, you know what, Sean, you're not coming back and don't want to be seen as two faced. So it's a really juggling act. I think where companies can really help though is pushing out as much training material 
you know, that is hopefully being created by companies at the moment to give to their furloughed staff, to, to hopefully give them the best step for the next move, that if they have to move on to another position. You yeah. know, so they, they're gaining new skills. Um, yeah, I think, I, think, I really think training and, and communication are the, are the top two. Wicked. Well, look, uh, Gary, uh, it's been a pleasure. I've enjoyed every minute of it. And I, uh, I, I really do hope people reach out to you and, and get involved as a result. Um, if, you're, if anyone does just want to ask you any questions, LinkedIn, best place to get you? Yeah, just Gary Wills on LinkedIn. Look for the, the bold head. You'll be uh, tagged in this post anyway. We talked yeah. about my, I'll keep my hat on for the sake of today's. Hey, best Barnet in the business. Yeah, well, if you, if you watch on YouTube, have a look at this now. I don't think there's much to, uh, it's disgusting, but it'll, uh, it might end up being like a big, long, slick grey mane in the future. I might be hey, known for... I'd buy like, that, I'll tell you. I might be the Steven Seagal of the sector, who knows. Um, <laughs> well, look, thanks so much, mate. And guys, thanks again for listening. Hoping you're enjoying the daily updates. Um, again, very similar message to what Gary's trying to do. My, my, old, my aim with the Rag Report has been to give you guys and every morning an opportunity to just check in Listen and learn from other people. Remember you're not on your own and, and come out of this bit in a better shape. And, and it can't always be serious. Sometimes it's fun. But um, my, my vision is that I genuinely believe together we can come out of this stronger. If you can do me one favor, I don't ask for you to, you know, I don't pay, pay to listen, but share this. Get, get, give it to your mates. Put it out, put it out on YouTube. Uh, sorry, on, on LinkedIn or on text or whatever. Get as many people you know listening because together we, we will, we'll help each other out. I'll be back again tomorrow with more stories. But in the meantime, stay safe. I'll see you soon. This podcast is brought to you by Hoxo Media. We are the world's number one inbound marketing agency exclusively focused on helping the recruitment industry. Myself and my business partner started the business in 2017, having been recruiters for seven years before. We felt that the recruitment industry back then needed to change and that marketing was going to play a huge role in the way that new and existing recruitment organizations won business and stood out in such a crowded marketplace. In three years, we've now worked with over 200 organizations around the world. We reach a huge audience with both this podcast and content online. And we have over 55 recruitment agencies right now. We're managing the marketing force. So that involves strategy, content creation, distribution, systems process and leads generated. Having been recruiters and marketeers, we can not only build your brand, but we're also able to connect it to your sales team and ensure that leads are generated as a result of marketing. There's a clear ROI that leads to sales activity. But we also understand recruitment businesses. That's small businesses, medium-sized businesses, large businesses in all sectors. We understand you, we've done the job, and we can build campaigns that are super relevant to what you need as a business right now. We've also recently launched the Hoxo Academy, which is designed to help recruitment owners, recruiters and marketeers learn from the work that we do so that you can action some of this stuff in-house on your own. The Academy has been launched in May 2020 and has already had an amazing uh, response from the market and it's only going to grow one way. So if you're interested in either having Hoxo support you build your marketing as a, as a supplier that acts as part of your team or you want to be trained by us on how to do it yourself, then get in touch. Visit www.hoxomedia.com and register your interest on our homepage. We will then get back to you within 24 hours and arrange uh, an introductory call. Thanks again for listening to this show. Every single one of you means so much and we will see you again soon.